Morning all, it's 7am here as I sit waiting for a delivery in our studio and so far this week I've done five portrait shoots, updated the Nikon Z9 firmware, installed a brand new RAID, transferring 30 terabytes of data, much of which had to be babysat, bought a new TV for the viewing room, rebuilt a huge chunk of our website to make adding workshops much easier and more reliable, created a Facebook community page for people who've been on any of our workshops, written two magazine articles, one for Enphoto and one for Professional Photo, retouched seven different jobs, ran one reveal, it didn't go without incident, and I still feel like, well, like I'm underachieving. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. Well, while I've got your attention, while I have your attention, before you drift off into whatever it is you do when you're listening to a podcast, we have just announced a new workshop here at our studio between Oxford and Aylesbury. It's called Mastering the Essentials of Studio Lighting. It's on the 21st of November, 2022. I know that's fairly short notice as I'm recording this on October the 28th. Uh, but somebody, a very dear friend of ours, asked if we would run a workshop just focusing on how to get started with studio lighting, whether it's strobes, whether it's continuous light. So we've scheduled in a new workshop called Mastering the Essentials of Studio Lighting, 21st November, 2022. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, 295 quid but there are the usual discounts for members of the MPA, the BRPP, the SWPP etc etc it should be a lot of fun it'll be pretty intense it'll be from 9am to 5pm and it'll be full of ideas on how to use simple techniques really but how to get use those simple techniques to create absolutely stunning pictures just because you're not using a complicated setup does not mean that the pictures have to be anything other and awesome. So that's 21st November 2022. Uh, you can either email me for details, that's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk or head over to our website paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk and click on the coaching link or the coaching drop down in the menus and on that page you'll find there it is, the new workshop Mastering the Essentials of Studio Lighting 21st November 2022. Uh, so what has been going on? Well quite a lot. Um, like I said, we've done a whole load of portrait shoots, which, of course, is not only our bread and butter. It's the thing that actually makes me really happy. Uh, and a bit later on this morning, I've got another couple as well. I updated the Nikon Z9 firmware. Usually with firmware, I ignore it. I can't remember with, with any of our cameras whether I bothered um, updating the uh, firmware particularly. But for this one, the Z9 Nikon actually do improve things every time we add a new update and it was pretty good straight out of the box uh, so yeah uh, done all of that uh, installed a brand new RAID system into the studio so a NAS uh, for those of you who are of a technical bent it's a Synology something or other it's a six drive unit uh, but in the process of doing that I've retired three others which were not only slow uh, they were full and they were drawing an awful lot of power because they were pretty old. The trouble with doing it, of course, is you've got to then transfer 30 terabytes of data, uh, much of which had to be hand cranked simply because uh, with all of these things, as you're moving data around, you take the opportunity to clean it up a little bit uh, and maybe consolidate a few of the stores. But it has made things an awful lot quicker. <laughs> the guys are really happy 
but also it's now vastly reduced the amount of power we draw. And given the way energy prices are, uh, we should see or we should reap some benefit out of that uh, over the coming years. These things are not cheap. But in the long play, they're definitely worth it. The reason I'm in so early is uh, I'm sitting here waiting for a brand new television for our viewing room. I love the viewing room or the reveal room, whatever you want to call it, uh, which is where we sit our client and show them their pictures. <laughs> Incidentally, I had to run uh, a reveal last week because uh, Michelle was off and Sarah uh, was doing other things. And so it was me that had to step the client through uh, the process, the sales process. Now, I love sales. I've absolutely, um, more more than I ever have, found it comfortable. It doesn't bother me. Quite, quite chilled doing sales, but I'm not organized. So unlike Sarah and Michelle, who are completely organized, and there's a, there's a whole sort of logic to the way they approach the reveal room. I'm not that. I'm just very energetic and very positive. I think the client had a good time. <laughs> I hope the client had a good time. She certainly seemed to like their pictures and bought a beautiful uh, Graphy Studio album to put them in. Uh, it was a portrait shoot, but still, still out went a beautiful uh, Graphy Studio, what they were called an original wedding book, because that, they're just stunning, which is really, really nice. Uh, but during that reveal, apart from the usual chaos that I bring to it, the client asked me if one of the pictures was sharp or slightly soft. Uh, and when I asked her to sit in the middle of the sofa, she said, oh, no, it's really sharp if you're in the middle. And it's sort of, oh, OK, so we really do need to update the TV down there. So that's what I'm sitting waiting for. We've bought one of those Samsung The Frame TVs, partly because it does look really nice and it's got a lovely matte display. So the lighting around it doesn't affect what people see, but also because you can add a bezel and it looks really in keeping with everything else that all the other frames, for instance, that we have down there. So that's quite exciting. I'm looking forward to that arriving and getting that wired in. And that really is going to be the topic of this podcast. However, uh, carrying on with the things we've done, I've rebuilt a huge chunk of our website over the past, uh, actually over the past couple of weeks, really, uh, to make primarily to make adding workshops much easier and more reliable. Uh, up until now, you've had to hand design the page that lists them all uh, that's fine it was fine when we weren't really doing that much I change them occasionally but now we really do need to be able to add workshops because that's the new that's the focus of the business or it's going to be a big part of the focus of the business going forwards is being able to run workshops and masterclasses here at the studio and also out with different associations it's something we really enjoy doing but I've got to be able to add those into the diary and then straight onto our website without having to redesign an entire page it was just not a good use of my time but of course with these things the first time you do it it took 10 times as long uh, to get it all to work than it did just to update the page. But I am absolutely confident that over time, the work I did over the past fortnight has, uh, or will, it will eventually save, in the same way that the disk drive will save me money on energy, uh, eventually, so will the website save me time. Now I've got it working. Uh, on that note, we also created a new Facebook community page for anybody who's been on any one of our workshops or training days. So if that is you, uh, and I haven't got to you yet, uh, adding you in, please do email me. It's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk and I will add you in to this dedicated space. It's been really fun doing it, actually. Social media and me don't get on that well. Uh, I'm a little bit of a doom scroller and so I find much of my experience when I hop onto Facebook or hop onto Insta or Twitter, um, not depressing. I just don't find it inspiring anymore. I think I did back in the day, but now it's just... 
Same old, same old. However, having had the opportunity to create a dedicated space for people who've been on our workshops, I'm really excited about it all over again because this is a small group of people um, where we can talk to them and listen to these all of these incredible photographers who've been on our workshops. Um, and it's really, really lovely because we can post in there safely. We can ask for feedback. They can ask for feedback. It's a really lovely space. Uh, so if you are one of those people um, and hasn't been invited on, but yet you've been on one of our workshops or one of our training days, then please do email us at paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. Uh, written two magazine articles. Please do go pick up your copies of Enphoto and or Professional Photo. Enphoto, uh, of course, is a Nikon magazine. So it's wonderful. Everything it says in there is just wonderful because it's all about Nikon. Sorry, Canon shooters, Sony shooters, Fuji shooters. Just, you know, Nikon is it for me. Um, but uh, also written for Professional Photo Magazine, which is just great fun to do. So do support the magazines. Uh, either get a subscription or go pick them up next time you're in an airport. It's good fun, actually, when you're in an airport. If When you write for magazines, it, I know this sounds really cheap, uh, but it's great when you're in an airport, either, either, either in the UK or when you're traveling elsewhere, is to find a news agent and see if an article you wrote is on one of the newsstands. And more often than not, it is. So uh, a lot of fun for me to be able to do that. Actually, we've just come back from Athens, and I was amazed how many Nikon shooters there are in, in Greece. And similarly, in Italy, when we were in Italy, we noticed it as well. Uh, Nikon shooters everywhere. In the UK, you don't see it quite as much. I don't know really why that is. Uh, but it was lovely to, to clock all of the cameras with their black and yellow straps. Um I retouched a whole load of jobs for different clients. Uh, so it's, I really love it going through all of that uh, and finishing the images. There's something really special when you get the images out of the camera and eventually get them finished. Um, and as uh, I don't know if I've said it on here, there's a, I did on the last episode. Of course I did. Um, still using Imagine.ai. That's Imagine.ai. Fantastic, a fantastic piece of software that allows me to color correct my raw files exactly the way I color correct my raw files, only I don't have to do it. And as you get the sense, we're pretty busy around here. And getting uh, having accurate colors, reliable colors in an automated way, and really not expensive as well. It is absolutely wonderful. That's imagine.ai. I will put the link down in the show notes for you. Uh, if you click on that, you will get 1,500. I think they've said to me, uh, I wrote to them and said, listen, I love your software. <laughs> so they said, here's a link. Uh, anybody who uses this link gets 1,500 uh, free edits uh, which is quite a lot. Uh, and on top of that, of course, I get uh, some free edits on my account as well. So click on that link. It supports Imagine.ai. It gives you some free uh, trials on their system. And on top of that, it gives me some bits and pieces too. Uh, but it is really, really good. Um, I did, as I said, ran one reveal. That wasn't entirely fault-free. At the end of it, Sarah said, what did you do about this? And I said, oh, I forgot that bit. So we've got to mop that up, which is why I'm not allowed in the reveal room. Uh, before all of that, uh, we went to Athens. So thank you to everybody in Greece who made us incredibly welcome. Uh, I've been to Athens before. Sarah and I, it was, the, it was the final destination when we were working on the cruises. It was the final destination of an incredible trip from Rome through the Med, all the way around the Med, back to uh, Athens in Greece. Um, and so we decided to go back. We took the kids, Jake and Harriet, to go and see the Acropolis and to see Delphi and to just 
soak ourselves in the history and culture of this incredible country. And it is an incredible country. It's not that good if you're vegetarian. <laughs> the vegetarian options were slightly more limited than uh, the meat eaters' options. However, uh, the hospitality was off the top of the scale. The food was wonderful. The scenery, the locations, the history, of course, uh, just stunning. It was, an, it was a really lovely um week out unfortunately we landed back whichever we did late friday night early saturday morning and then crashed more or less crashed into two workshops we did uh, and again another one of our available light workshops working with the guild of photographers in the uh, photo hubs oxford here actually in one of the hotels not far from us so thank you to everybody attended that one what a hoot it was hot it was sunny someone was having a really smoky barbecue so we used the smoke to create some images it was great fun Uh, somebody asked sarah during the the workshop did paul come and case the joint uh, and know exactly what he was going to shoot beforehand and of course i didn't that's the joy of available light available light is by far by far my favorite way to work. Of course, we've got studio lighting and I've got bags and bags and bags of kit if I need it. But I'm at my happy place when I have some light, I have someone interesting to photograph and I have a camera in my hands and that's it. Uh, we made it up as we went along. I, I, I say that, that, sounds, uh, that belittle, <laughs> belittles the process. I did make it up as I go along, but it's based on an awful lot of practice and having been doing it ever since I first picked up a camera and it's still my favourite way to work. Uh, And then that was the Sunday. On the Monday, we ran our uh, Mastering the Business of Portrait Photography. Uh, Again, what a hoot. Um, This was lovely because it was Sarah and I presenting it because on the business side, although I talk a lot about it, in the end, Sarah is the one who primarily manages it, runs it. Uh, Sarah and I put all of the thinking together, but it's Sarah who's the strategist, really. And so the two of us, it was an absolute pleasure uh, to have a room full of people. And the feedback we're getting from our workshops is just lovely. And if you're listening to this and you're one of the people who's given us feedback, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Not just... I mean, it's always lovely. Of course, it's lovely when people say nice things, but also when people give you ideas of how you can do things better in the future. Uh, This really is almost like starting out again in some ways in that although we've always run workshops when we've been asked to, we've never really made it a focus, forgive the pun, of the business, but we are now. We're properly looking at that as something that we would like to do far more of over the coming uh, the coming years because we have this incredible building we've built up a huge following I guess and we certainly have enough experience on how to take your creativity take your energy take your ideas uh, and turn them into something that pays the bills so a combination of different types of workshop whether it's on creativity whether it's on uh, the technicalities of it whether it's on business whether it's on workflow yes we're going to do some workflow uh, workshops we might do some um post-production workshops as well things that we've learned over the years that just make it efficient and productive and profitable to run a small or I say small we're not that small but to run uh, a photography business so we ran that on the day <laughs> the one bit of feedback I got which did make me laugh uh, was we might need to consider some more office-like seating because <laughs> we ran it in our reveal room because we, we were umdenard over the best way of doing it 
and we weren't certain this it was the first time we've run this particular style of workshop because a business workshop is much less about being out and about photographing something it's much more sitting and going through ideas uh, and workflows and numbers and different bits and pieces and so of course we sat everybody in our reveal room which is uh, if you're in, if you're on the big sofa in the middle, was it probably incredibly comfortable, possibly too comfortable? Uh, if you're on one of the, um, like still comfy, but other stools around the edges, possibly less so. And I honestly don't know who wrote. Uh, maybe get some off a seating. I don't know if it's someone who was uncomfortable on one of the seats at the edge, or was way too comfortable on the big sofa in the middle. So I think next time we run that course, and we will run that course again, uh, as we might turn our our studio into a fully fledged classroom we do it old school i might even get some old victorian maybe that's what we do we get some old victorian workbenches you know the kind with a flip lid uh, where you can put your ink well we'll, we'll equip everyone with a quill <laughs> and a hard chair so you can't go to sleep and i will sit at the front with a mortarboard on like an old school teacher uh anyway look out for more details or look out for details rather of more workshops in the future but we're having an awful lot of fun. It really is uh, a little like setting out uh, a new company in a way because the strategy for it is slightly different. The marketing for it is slightly different. Uh, the whole the whole product is a very different product, uh, but it, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we think the product actually is pretty good based on the feedback we've had. It certainly appears that way. But we are being relatively gentle with how we market it and push it just at the moment until we've got our arms around it completely. So, yeah. Keep, keep your eyes and ears peeled for those. Uh, also done quite a lot of judging. Actually, judging is at the heart of everything uh, right now. Uh, I was at Maidenhead Camera Club. So thank you to all of the guys down there who made me incredibly uh, welcome. That was really tough uh, in the sense that uh, it's not just judging, but it was live judging. And it's only me. There's not a committee of judges. There's not even two judges where we can kind of bounce ideas between us and have a conversation I'm always a little nervous, always a little nervous when it's a one judge outcome. And I say the same at the beginning of every one of these sessions is if you had a different judge on a different day, you'd get a different result. Sometimes I think if you had the same judge on a different day, you'd get a different result because that's the nature of judging. We try to make it sound like it's objective and as best we can, we wrap these things in processes we wrap them in wording, we wrap them in scoring, we try to make things reliable, but at the end of the day, it's subjective. It's what the judge sees. And if it was objective, we'd all be able to do it, right? Not, I don't mean the judging, I mean we'd all win because you could just tick your boxes and there it is, there's the answer. But it's not like that. And when you only have one judge, you don't have a committee of judges, I'm incredibly aware that on that day, I can really make someone's day, but I can also destroy it. And when you're judging, particularly when you're doing live critiques, which is what I had to do, they'd ask me to give feedback on every single image as they came up. Although you're trying to be fair and objective as possible, the job of the judge is really to encourage, not to demotivate. And I I come back to this quite a lot. In fact, it might have been at Maidenhead Camera Club. They asked me the question about judging because they'd had someone judge down there the one year who tore everybody apart. And that's not our job as judges. Our job as judges is to guide, coach, motivate, give some positivity, give ideas of things you might try to do differently next time, maybe things you do, maybe things you'd avoid doing, all sorts of little bits and pieces. But it really is, it's, it's, it's as much about positivity and coaching as it is about 
critiquing. And on a similar vein, and even more scary, the next day it was I had to give the results to the Haddenham Rotary Club Young Photographer of the Year. <laughs> it, it's parochial doesn't begin to describe just this whole process. It's really small, but I love supporting the guys in the Rotary Club. I'm not a Rotary Club member myself, but the work they do in the region is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, for the past 13 years, I think it is now, I've been going down to the to the local school and presenting the awards. And it's scary because if you think it's hard motivating and being positive to or rather making sure that your words are taken in a positive way to a room full of adult photographers imagine how hard it is to photographers who could be six years old so everything i said had to be framed in energy positivity success look at what you've achieved imagine what you're going to do tomorrow it's all about that that in fact that sums it up quite well look at what you've achieved imagine what you're going to achieve tomorrow uh not just because i was scared of the kids but they're there with their parents and as we all know <laughs> parents are more competitive than their kids are the kids all took it in their stride my favorite moment was i announced the winner of one of the images and from the back of the room there was a yes from a very small girl <laughs> whose brother had just went literally she jumped off her chair and did an air grab uh, and i had to laugh because to have that kind of support from your kid sister i thought was just brilliant uh some absolutely phenomenal photography and more than anything a great atmosphere people um all of these these kids you know i mean obviously some of the in the teens so not probably not quite kids but young adults it ranges from six years old to 18 years old but these kids with their cameras and their camera phones and seeing things possibly that as as experienced photographers we stopped seeing we probably saw it when we were young but somehow it gets beaten out of you and actually for me to have the opportunity to be part of the judging team and then to present the awards reminds me of the enthusiasm and the excitement that I had when I started out and more often than not I do retain that I'm still like that I have kept I have kept my love of photography, uh, but it's lovely to be reminded just occasionally about what it used to be like. Um, on the note of judging, again, next week, it's the British Institute of Professional Photographers. It's the National Print Competition Finals. So we do a two, two stages. The first stage is online. They've been whittled down to the final, however many hundred there are. And over two days next week, I will be chairing uh, the judging six incredible judges from all areas of photography. Uh, it'll be an absolute hoot, but I lay you a bet there's going to be some arguing. So I, um, uh, Martin, who is the CEO of the BIPP, rang me yesterday to say that it's the best set of competition prints he's ever seen. <laughs> and he's all excited, and I'm all excited. But the problem is with that, that... Great prints mean tough conversations. Tough conversations take time. And time is something over the two days that we probably don't have a lot of. So I'm bracing myself, bracing myself for a fairly late night or two and some fairly early mornings as we try to work our way through what is going to be exhilarating, energizing, exciting, possibly heartbreaking with one or two images. Uh, but on the whole, again, you know, if you if you are passionate, if you love photography, getting into judging is one of the best, best things you can do because 
just seeing all of these pictures, seeing ideas, things that you'd never thought of, things that are in a genre that you're not necessarily, uh, I wouldn't say familiar with, but you're not comfortable with. It's not your home turf. And being exposed to other judges' uh, analysis, to other judges' wording, to the way they see things, um, it's just absolutely fascinating um, and I cannot wait. So that's Tuesday and Wednesday next week. So look out for a podcast in the following days where I will try to do my usual of summing up some of the things I've seen over the past few rounds of judging. Some of the things you could take account of, some of the things that I've noticed all of the successful images might have uh, in common. Uh, where are we? Right. So I said earlier, I'm sitting here waiting for a brand new TV. <laughs> it's brand new TV. It's quite an expensive TV, but still a brand new TV um, arriving in the next. Well, according to the driver, it could be in the next 10 minutes. And it, it, Sarah and I were chatting over the past few days over which model to get. And we didn't entirely agree on it. I wanted to increase the size by quite a lot, but that would have increased it by probably another 1500 pounds. This is still a big TV. It's a 65-inch TV. Um, and the reason... Sarah kept asking me, why do you want this TV? Why do you want this TV? And it's based on the fact that I think we are so good at the whole of the client journey through from the first phone call, everything we dedicate. I mean, I have Sarah and Michelle answer the phones and I listen to them. The minute you pick up the phone to us or you email us in, email into us rather, we are so good at it. The photography, well, I like to think the photography is really good. You know, when the client walks in the door, um, big cup of coffee, cookies, let's have a chat, let's talk about the things you really like. I dedicate time to it and I genuinely laugh with our clients. This week, two thirds of the clients are returning clients. How cool is that? These are the people that come back which makes my job so much easier because when it's a new client, actually when you're sitting having a cup of coffee, you are investigating the kinds of things they like, what they're going to do with the pictures, but also you're educating the client. You're trying to tell them or trying to get them to understand how we work, that there's no files, for instance. I mean, that should already been dealt with on the phone. Um, but basically how much they're going to spend. That's where I'm trying to get to. I'm doing my sales pitch. So at the end of the shoot, when they leave and I've given them a price list, they know they're coming back to invest uh, in the images and turn them into wall art or into collections or whatever it might be. Uh, but when it's returning clients, they already know that. So when I sit downstairs having a cup of coffee, we're genuinely just having a cup of coffee. Uh, and one client in particular, I photographed their wedding a couple of years ago at Le Manoir. It was a two-person wedding. There was only the two of them and me. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Um, the, the ceremony, it was in Blanc de Blanc, which is just a gorgeous room at Le Manoir. It's all white, hence <laughs> hence the name Blanc de Blanc. Um, and they were just nice people. It was such a gentle day. And at the end, just before they went into the restaurant, which is my moment really to say goodbye, just before they were there, we sat in the lounge and they had a glass of champagne each and they offered me a glass of champagne. So Arno, who was then the head sommelier down there, he offered me a glass of champagne and I politely, as I always do, declined because drinking when I'm working is just something I don't do. And both of my clients looked at me slightly crestfallen and said, but we have no one to toast with. To which Arno said, ah, he said, Paul, you want one for the lips. 
and he poured me essentially foam. <laughs> it was more or less, there was just a dash of champagne in the bottom of a glass. And I sat and I toasted with the client. I toasted their good health and to the success of their lives together. Um, what a lovely moment for me and a lovely moment, I hope, for them. Anyway, they came back this week with the world's biggest Old English sheepdog and came for a shoot. And they were every bit as excited for this shoot as they would for the first. Now, bearing in mind, the first time I met this, the, the bride, she came on her own with her daughter and she rang me. I said, did she come? So the first person I met was the bride and she came to the studio to see what we did because we are near La Manoir. And for the life of it, it was a dark, wet night and she couldn't find the studio. And she rang me and I kid you not, is she shouting at me down the phone? Why do you live out here? We live in a village. <laughs> but anyway, why do you live out here? And if I don't find you in the next two minutes, I'm driving back home. And home was London. And I asked her where she was and I figured out where she must have been. Guided her to the studio, opened the door, sat her down, gave her a cup of tea <laughs> and chatted. And she's been or they've been the nicest clients ever since. So what a thrill for us. Anyway, the whole process we put together for our clients is spectacular. I think it's spectacular. We change things all the time. It's not a finished process. None of this is because everything you do has to sit inside today's culture, today's economy today's news whatever it is and you have to fit what you're doing inside that so it's not that it's solid and we never change it we change it every time we change it slightly little bits here little bits there whether it's pricing whether it's process whether it's timings whether it's the language we're using in emails we're constantly updating it um, we have a solid process but we're still constantly adapting and reacting not just not just to everything that's going on outside, but also to the way the client, maybe the way they approached us. So a very chatty email, for instance, will make sure it's a very chatty set of conversations going out. If it's very formal, then we work them on with, a, with them in a very formal way. Anyway, the final stage of the bit where we're still selling is when they sit, we light the candles, beautiful aromas. We turn on, well, telly's already on. We hit play and we just say, don't worry about a thing for a minute. Just sit and enjoy the memories of your family in front of the camera. And it's such a magical moment. And we switched from a projector, I don't know how long ago, five years maybe, and went to a TV. But the TV we put in, although it was good, compared to what, there's out there, what is out there today, and bear in mind our clients have these TVs in their houses, Compared to what's out there today, it's just not quite up to the mark. And I've been a little bit restless with it for a minute and I decided a couple of weeks ago and then clinched it when the client last week said she thought the image was soft and it turned out to be the angle she was viewing it at. It was time to invest in the latest tech. So that's what we've done. It's a Samsung. It's one of the art TVs because I like the idea not only of having this incredible picture, and then it looks like a frame, but also the control box and all the cables sit underneath. So you don't have lots of cables running up to the TV. There's almost nothing on the back of the TV. You just have a thin cable that runs from the TV down to its control box. And I like the idea of that. It'll look nice and neat and tidy. It'll look like probably my client's living room. And that's always been the idea. But 
I say living room, a living room on steroids. We've got this incredible surround sound system. We've got this beautiful TV. We've got pictures on all the walls. It feels like you're in a really quite posh cinema. Um, and while some of my clients do have big cinema rooms, um, most just have a really nice lounge. And so it's time to do it. And that's the point. Everything you invest in in your business has to be for the good of your client. As photographers, as photographers, we love a bit of kit. Oh my goodness, do we love it. Of course we love it. We're all techies at heart in one form or another because cameras and kit are technical. But you have to think about it the other way around. How is this benefiting my client? So every pound you spend, every dollar you spend, every euro you spend, <laughs> how many currencies are there out there? You have to focus on your client. You have to make sure it's for the benefit of them. Because if you do that, you instill loyalty in your customer. They know they're getting the best service that you can offer. And so for this particular bit of kit, which incidentally has just arrived, I don't know if you heard the break there, as I had to stop, run down the stairs and let them in. Uh, sitting in our lobby is a huge new TV because when the client comes and sits and looks at pictures of their family, I want them to know that we've invested the very best in everything we do. And in that final step, we've now got that covered too. It wasn't that it wasn't great before. It's just that it wasn't the very best we could do, certainly with today's technology. And every time I buy a bit of camera kit, I buy lighting, we buy things to print, it's always in the back of my mind, how does this benefit the client? And of course, sometimes it's abstract. So over the past couple of weeks, uh, Sarah and Michelle, uh, we've bought uh, riser desks. Now, in, in our studio, I can't show you this because it's obviously audio only. In our studio, uh, there are fixed desks. We can't change any of that particularly. But what we've done is attached to the top of them um, sit-stand desks. So the guys can uh, either work standing up or sitting down and can vary it during the day. And you'd have to ask the question, how does that benefit the client? Well, in an abstract way, the better my team is. If I look after my team they will look after the client. So in the end, it will transcribe or it will translate into better service for my clients. Of course it does. Um, in the same way that I've got to somehow figure out how to have a sit-stand desk for me. But unfortunately, with all of the kit um, and the Cintiq sitting in front of me, I haven't quite figured out how to do it. But I will get there because, again, if I'm comfortable, if I'm healthy, then, for instance, the time I spend on retouching, will be better. The time I spend on running the websites or whatever um, will all be better. And all of that benefits my client. Sometimes it's abstract. In the case of the TV, sometimes it's absolutely direct. And if the client sees pictures and they love them on the big screen, guess what? Guess what? That's going to translate into better sales for us. It's going to translate into a better experience for the client. And ultimately, it's going to translate into higher retention figures. And it's not like our retention figures are low. Our clients come back all the time. I honestly, over half the clients in the past week have been returning clients, some of them several times. 
So there's it is. That's the message I thought of as I'm sitting here. I'm now quite excited to go and open the TV, but I know it's going to take two of us to lift it. So given there's only me here and Sarah's done her back in, I'm going to have to make a phone call or two to get someone to come and give me a hand uh, to move it around. But I am really looking forward to seeing what this thing looks like and seeing just how uh, well it fits into the studio. And as an aside, one of the features on it, I've no idea this is going to work. I've, I mean, I've done my homework and I've seen these things. I've been around lots of... Uh, there's a, a chain of stores called John Lewis here in the UK. Very, It's quite a posh, high-end shop. And they've got all the TVs. And I've been and had a look at them. This thing is beautiful. But one of the features in the new model is uh, it senses when there's someone in the room. I don't know how it does this. And I have no idea whether it works in every room. But it turns itself off when you're not in. But when you walk in the room, it can put a picture of your choice on the screen. It just looks like a framed picture. So uh, I'm going to put some of our iconic images on it and see so that when when we're not doing a reveal, when the, when the room is just being used, let's say um, we use it as a change room sometimes. So when I'm shooting with a family, as I will be in a couple of hours time, we may well use that room for them to get changed in. So I love the idea that they could walk in there and it brings up a beautiful portrait of a family in this huge frame because it's still a 65 inch, you know, imagine that 65 inch diagonal frame. It's still a big frame. And so having that there on the wall, I'm really excited that that might just add a little extra something to uh, our clients. And they, we already add lots of little extra somethings. And at the end of the day, I think, I think they'll notice. I hope they notice. So whatever you do, whenever you're making an investment, make sure it's for the good of your client. Because after all, they're the ones who are paying for it. Ah, what a, I've, I've enjoyed recording this morning. <laughs> Midway through, obviously, I had to take an interruption. I'll leave you to guess exactly where that happened to go and take delivery of the TV. So just a quick reminder, um, it's the workshop Mastering the Essentials of Studio Lighting is on the 21st of November. That's Monday, the 21st of November 2022. It's £295 for a full day. Oh, and by the way, here's an aside, the lunch that we've, we've, we've been battling it out trying to figure out how to do lunch for these workshops. We've tried all sorts of sandwich providers. We've tried bakeries and things. Anyway, it turns out there's a shop in our local town called What's Cooking. It's beautiful. It's a little delicatessen. And we found out they did food deliveries and they delivered us the most perfect lunch. So, so much so that one of the delegates, one of the delegates from the mastering business of portrait photography workshop the day where we tried this whole new um, idea for lunch, said it might be the best lunch she's ever had on any workshop ever. Like I said, when you're investing, Make sure you're investing for the good of your client. So if you come to the workshop, rest assured, lunch is taken care of and it'll be great. I uh, hope all is well with you. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to it right now. Just hit the subscribe button and then each and every time we release an episode, it will appear in your headphones or in your car speakers or well, wherever it is uh, that you consume uh, your podcasts. Please do also leave us a review and leave us a five-star rating somewhere. If you're going to leave us a three-star review, don't. Don't do it. Leave us a five-star review just because we're nice people. And, well, you know, you're nice people too, and we know you'd love to. Uh, head over to MasteringPortraitPhotography.com where you will find all of the episodes plus transcripts, plus all of the show content details, things like uh, website details for Imagine, 
website details for what's cooking etc etc also uh, there will be links there to details of the workshops it'll hand you back over to paul wilkinson photography uh, which is the uh, location for our workshops um, and all of the details will be there in the footnotes and until next time whatever else you're doing be kind to yourself take care 